Welcome to the Welcome podcast. Welcome to Couple of Critics podcast. Uh, I'm sure one person might know what that is because he was in the play and that is my father. But I don't know if anybody else will recognize that from the classic movie, Oliver. I'm going to say a lot more people will than you expect. I think a lot of people grew up with Oliver. It's a classic fucking movie. Did you grow up No, I did Oliver? not. <laughs> so. But uh, a lot of people did. <laughs> I only they? know that song because of you. Yeah, I feel like it's a I only classic. Yeah, I mean people know of it, but I don't know how well people know it. I know it now. Probably mostly, not. I don't know if I would have known it if my dad hadn't been in it. I'm gonna say our age group is when it starts to wane off. But other than that, it's probably a play that everyone did in school a bunch of fucking times. I saw it as a play. I mean, it's definitely a classic story. But that doesn't mean that everyone has seen the movie. I'm reviewing a situation because I think I'm Dracula in Transylvania. And I'll kill you and drink your blood. And then I'll eat some bread. <laughs> did you like that? I honestly didn't. <laughs> I truly did not. I think you loved it. You're just... Putting on a mask. No, You're not... putting on the Michelle mask. I don't have to wear a mask. I got, I've been vaccinated. <laughs> I'm fully vaccinated. So according to Biden, if I'm, unless I'm in a public space, like a crowded space, I don't have to wear a mask. You don't have to. Thanks, Daddy Biden. I call him Uncle Joe. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You, well, you do, don't you? I do. <laughs> yes, and. We're here. We have arrived. Welcome to the pot. What the fuck are you doing? You're trying to put oh, half of your body out the bottom of the door. That cat. Since you want to tell the people what you bought the cat. I bought Paul and a harness with a leash. And he likes the outside, but he's get, he's a little nervous. He still has to get into it. But... The cats are dying to go outside. So, yeah, so now the the taste of outside is more and more. This cat is like burying its face into the corner of the door trying to open it. Last night, I closed the bigger door so he would stop fucking with the screen door. And he started pulling out that corner like wood trim piece. Wow. Yeah, so don't be surprised if one day you find that just on the ground. Because Paul ripped it the fuck out. This sounds like I'm going to have to get some collars in case uh, he gets out. It sounds like I'm going to have to. Even though when he gets out, all he does is just collapse on the porch and start rubbing on it. He yeah. doesn't try to run away. Last night he wanted to go into the bush. He wanted to go bush hunting. 
Well, he found one very close. He was looking for bugs. He was looking for scorpions. Varmints? Do you think we he was looking a, for varmints? Oh, we're always on the hunt for varmints. Is it varmint or varmint? I thought, varmit? I thought it was varmit. I'm sure it's not. I mean, they probably have a flavor, but it's probably not minty. I always said varmint. Ugh. I always said varmint. We need to know. I do need to know now. What's the f- official pronunciation of the word varmint? I'm typing in varmint to see if it comes now I'm varmint. Any usually predatory wild animal considered undesirable. Okay, how is it spelled? V a r m e n t. Ah, so I just I thought it was a varmint, but it's a varmint. But then it said, "Did you mean varmint with like m i n t?" And and okay, that's actually how it's spelled. So yes, varmint. Varminty. Like you get a varmint on your pillow at a hotel. At a Motel 6, you definitely do. Yeesh. Did you like that one? Yeesh. That gives people something to freshen their breath with because that's a that's a pay-by-hour hotel. Definitely. And they put a... Motel. They put a possum soaked in Listerine on your pillow so you can put it in your mouth and get a fresh flavor. Oh, possum soaked in Listerine. Listerine. You're so clean. <laughs> Listerino Possum. All right, so welcome to Couple of Critics Podcast. Once again, I am Michelle. I am Sam. And we are a couple of assholes who know nothing about the world, but we try to be funny, and we review media weekly for you and us. I ain't trying to be funny. I'm naturally this way. And whatever this way happens to be, that's what it is. Sam's a homosexual. I sometimes I say I wish I was gay, but then I, I I I never think about like the you know the bad part of potentially getting the shit kicked out of you if you walked into the wrong bar, especially in the area that I'm living in. Well, I, that may be less and less. But, but the sitting around with your your buddy that's just like, hey, I want to play Call of Duty again, but first I'm gonna suck your dick. <laughs> it all sounds good. <laughs> I watched this documentary. It was an old Cinemax documentary, but it was on it's on HBO Max. Okay. And I played it while I was working and it was just asking all different kinds of gay people when they knew. I okay. think maybe that was what it's called, like when they knew. And uh I really thought about it. Like for myself in terms of my own sexuality. Okay. And it made me really think, have I ever been around a woman and thought, I want to be with this person? And never in my life. Like, it, I feel like watching it made me feel like I knew myself more. Des- decidedly heterosexual. Yeah. And I'm not saying that I haven't been, like, curious. And I haven't said, like, I haven't kissed a couple girls. What? But that's as far as it's, it's at. I mean, just young drinking, just like, well, let's, <laughs> let's try this or whatever. But nothing that ever went. I had op- opportunities that I never took. It's just. Everyone's always had way more opportunities than this guy ever has. That's not true. Absolutely true. I'm the most undesirable man on this planet. Well, not the most. Second most. <laughs> I've definitely <laughs> taken myself down many notches. So, 
And I think you're far more attractive, far more attractive than I am, Sam. And I think you're all right. If you want to go out and get fucked or, you know, hang out with a man and play some Call of Duty and then have him suck your penis. No, if, if that's what wh- you want to do, that's fine. What but. I was saying was, even if I wanted to get fucked, it can't happen. <laughs> I don't think it, that's true. It couldn't happen. I think if you opened yourself up and you were just like... Michelle and I are done, and I'm looking for a guy to play Call of Duty with who wants to suck my dick every once in a while. It doesn't have to be a guy, but it can be. What if What if Mel is the man that you've needed all along? He would drive me crazy. I'd be like, why the fuck did you do this? Oh, because it'd be like dealing with you? Because he's worse than <laughs> you, probably? Is that what we're getting around to? No, no, because like... I don't do things, and that's the aggravating part. It's what when does that mean? if like I don't pull my weight, <laughs> I don't clean often. Mm, you don't. You don't. <laughs> <laughs> we wanted to knock this episode out. Yeah, let's go all ahead right, and get this started. Right. I did order food, and yeah. who knows when it's gonna arrive? So we might have. <laughs> Might be our old boss showing up at <laughs> different times. Or... Don't see it. He might listen. He doesn't listen. You don't know that. I don't want to deal with people. Is what I'm talking about. Okay. I I have completely and fully <laughs> embraced the idea and the notion of contactless most things. You love the contactless delivery. I love contactless deliveries. I love picking up groceries for free. That I, I didn't have to shop for myself. I love all of these things. I I welcome the pandemic life. <laughs> I feel like, is it legitimate to take a few dollars off because I'm jealous that I didn't get to do contact as delivery and when I had to deliver things, I had to talk to every single person? I've thought about that and how you had to wait for someone and, to go get a pen or like... <laughs> yeah, or anything. Because someone just stole yours and you, yeah. at the last delivery, you just don't have another pen. It, it, there's countless stories you could bring to it. So now I'm like, you don't have to do half the fucking work anymore, so now you don't get half the fucking tip. All you have to do is put the food out on the porch and ring the doorbell and go to your car. Like, you don't, what? You don't you, even have to yeah, make sure... No. That any, I don't think they even make sure that you get it. No, you remember, you'd like ring a doorbell, nobody would answer. You'd ring it again, nobody would answer. You'd knock, nobody would answer. You'd have to like call, mm-hmm. nobody would answer. And then you'd take it back to the store and they'd be like, hey, they called while you're on your way back. And you're like, what the fuck? Or they finally call back on your cell phone. They're like, yeah, I'm, I'm just on my way home now. I'm oh, sorry, I'll be there. And oh, it's just like, you son of a Bitch. Yeah, that was the worst. Especially if it's if it was on a night where there were two drivers, and it held you back, and you were not able to get the next delivery or something because that person fucked around with your time. Absolutely, and they didn't give you a very good tip to begin with. No, God, the days of delivering pizza. Yeah, I, I'd never want to go. But well, I would go back now because I just got to land on a fucker's porch and walk away. That, and I'm, I've definitely <laughs> thought about that as well. They wouldn't hire me because of my driving record. <laughs> so, Sam, what are we going to be reviewing this week? Yes, it is my week, and boy, I picked a good one, didn't you I, sure Michelle? Did. You usually do. You've you've definitely been on a roll lately. <laughs> All right, first, I want to tell a little bit of background of what happened on this week because something oh, goofy that's happened. True. I mean. So, that's our lives. In a little 
And a little spark of, hey, I'm going to be interesting here. I decided to tell... Just uh, do a blind choice. Yeah, I did a blind choice. I was like, oh, remember Harvey Danger? That band that was like... I had visions. I was in the mind. I was looking into the mirror. To see a little bit clearer. Running up the flagpole and see... There's a look but no one ever does. <laughs> That's a good rendition, Sam. Thanks. Uh, so I was like, yeah, let's do that album. I've never heard any of, the, of it else, except I did own it once. But knowing me back in that day, I probably only listened to that one song. Turns out that album is no good. So Michelle gave me an out I early. Did. She I, said, do you want to change this? I got through half of it, and I was like, <laughs> man, this is... So I was like, you didn't vet this before, so, right? So shortest review of a couple of critics' albums so far right now is I will never listen to that album again. Oh, God, no. I could barely get through it. It makes sense that Harvey Danger was a one-hit wonder yeah. because that, as far as I could get in the album, was the only song yep. that was halfway decent. Yep. It was just a, it was the same <laughs> stuff over and over again. It was just a whiny guy talking about an ex-girlfriend. About his girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. It couldn't have been any more what would they say formulaic in a negative way. Yeah, it was no it was it was not up my cup of tea nor Michelle's was, cup of tea. It was not up my cup of tea as we well. Nope, it was not up my cup of asshole. Oh. <laughs> By the way, on the podcast that was released uh the PA episode. Yes. Uh would it have been last week's episode cuz this is being released. Yeah, last week's episode. I accidentally said you 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 said to me, I don't know why I'm correcting this, but it's been annoying me so I'm going to. You said to me, so, did you actually get lost in this p- town of Pennsylvania? Did you actually get lost downtown in Ridgeway? And I said, no, it was a complete lie. I totally got lost in Ridgeway. Yeah, I remember that. And it was it didn't really make sense. No. So, what I should have said, no, that was the complete truth. I did get lost in Ridgeway. I already had that whole costume set up. Okay. I'm just correcting that because it drove me fucking nuts. Yeah, <laughs> and you probably listen to more of that than you have in any other episode in a while, huh? Yeah, probably. Oh, I probably say stuff all the time. <laughs> it's fucked up. I was up. just asking. It was a fun episode. I hope everyone enjoyed the Pennsylvania 80s. <laughs> 80s uh, power ballads. Power ballads. It's funny because I, I got a text from Zach. Uh, surprise, it's Wednesday. That the album came out, or that episode came out today. Anyway, Zach texted me and he was like that was a great episode and he said i didn't like any of the song <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't like any of the music and i was like yep <laughs> and it was just not our when cup of tea I see you smile. by the way your tough knuckle song was so funny thank you so funny when you it's would, not mine though that's a jerry tough you know what i jerry mean jerry you fucking know what i mean and uh, oh god when it would go into uh what well, it would go into that um, Sebastian Bach band oh, song. I remember you. <laughs> it fucking had me rolling and just busting out laughing. Thank you. So let's get into this album. Sam. Yeah, I chose. What was your second choice this so week? I didn't make it really any easier on Michelle, I think. And I chose uh, a Danzig album, Danzig 2 Lucifuge, because early, very early in the podcast, maybe even my first episode, was a Misfits album. And yes. Glenn Danzig was the singer of the Misfits, as most 
misfits or Danzig people would know. Yes. So I'm diving back into the Danzig. So I chose the second album, which is why it's called Danzig 2, Lucifuge. Uh, came out in 1990. Second album. It's a second album because the first one's called Danzig something. Here we go. First track, Long Way Back From Hell, baby. Yeah! So I want to ask a question right off the bat. No questions during this episode, only rocking. (laughs) Do you actually like Danzig? Uh... Or was this another shot in the dark, but it was more up your alley? No, I know this album. This was not a shot in the dark. This was... This was a deep in the trenches. Liked a couple songs. Doing a dive deep again. Deep dive. <laughs> so you knew so. some songs? Oh, or yeah. You, but, or you knew the whole album and just liked some songs? I knew all the songs still. It's just some songs I enjoy and some I do not. But I enjoy this song. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah! <laughs> Sam, what is it about this song that you like? I don't know. <laughs> Because it says, I'm sold into slavery down to New Orleans. <laughs> you, you can do a, a Danzig voice, a Glenn Danzig voice very well. Sometimes, yeah. That I can't do it all. It's the evil Elvis. The evil Elvis of it all. He even looks like an Elvis-type character sometimes. Well, And I said this to you the other day. Oh, I love this voice right here. I think he's... Ah, he fucked that. But when he's like, do you want to take a ride? It's like, oh, he's singing for real, and he's not doing that Molly Hatchetness. But sorry, go ahead. Did I interrupt your thought process? No, I remember. I I had already said it to you, but I just definitely, I get the impression that Danzig is just a big blockhead. (laughs) And that he's literally like, Danzig mad. Danzig sad. <laughs> Danzig play guitar. Danzig cry. I'm gonna say you're not the only person who's had that image in their head of Danzig. You know, he is a he is a big, blocky, stocky kind of dude, but he's very short as well. Yeah, he is. He's like Big Ed, but he doesn't have the neck thing. Yeah, he is like Big Ed without the neck thing. Look at his. Did you look at the album cover? How many people? It's just his chest. Yeah, I did see you that. See his his nips. I wonder how many people who listen to this podcast have any idea what we're talking about when we talk about 90 Day Fiance stuff, like Big Ed, because I assume people who would listen to this podcast are probably not, not watching no. 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> I feel like I'm in my own boat on that. It's one of those shows that I would never put on my own, but when you watch it, it's fucking hysterical. Oh, it's so funny. It's so entertaining. We got some fucking soloing going on. So you asked me if I actually like it. Is he the lead guitar player? Danzig does not play. Well, he can play guitar, but he does not play guitar on albums or live. He just sings? He's just the singer. But he writes most songs. He's the guy in charge. Like Misfit stuff. I, I would almost say he wrote 100% of it, but I'm going to say for sure he wrote 90% of it. So when you're saying percentage-wise, you're saying all of the musical yeah. parts. Like he can sit down w- with a piano or a guitar, and he can write songs. Drums? Probably. He just doesn't... He's just one of those guys that goes, my strengths are in vocals. I can hire guys. 
well, in the case of the Misfits, I can just get some friends to do the stuff. But then, like, buy this, hire some guys that are better than me to play the songs how I hear them in my head. To me, Danzig sounds like bar music. I would agree. It's it sounds he like almost sounds like he's drunk when he's singing. <laughs> yeah, and I don't I don't know if Danzig was a boozer at all. I don't think he is. I, for some reason, I get the impression that he's super straight edge and just really <laughs> mad because I feel like he's like. Too. Someone has to play with my toys. <laughs> I don't share. I'm dancing. I get the bar. The bars feel from uh, the bar feel from it because it's got like blues. Yeah, it does have aspects to it. It's it's part of that. Uh, and so I said something. I didn't. I don't think I said something about Elvis. You brought it up, but I had been thinking it, and you said that it's known that he's. What did you say? He's been referred to as Evil Elvis for a while now. I'm like Emo Elvis. Eh. Emo to me always means like you're talking about your actual emotions and you're sad. I'm kidding. Danzig is talking about fucking like inequalities in the devil. <laughs> inequalities in the devil? And the devil. Ah. Well, they say, you know, the devil... Uh, he don't play basketball. He don't. <laughs> Do they say that? Mm-hmm. Is that a big saying around it's a the block? Big saying. I was actually trying to think of the line that Garth Brooks uses in that awesome <laughs> skit from Saturday Night Live, where he's trying to write a song, oh, and okay. Will Ferrell is the devil, and it's like the the devil. Couldn't write no love song or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Was. The devil can't write no That's love if, song. If, it's on. I'm sure it's. It has. Yeah, it is. I've seen it a thousand it's times on, on YouTube. It's on YouTube for sure. It's definitely. I don't know what it's called, but it's definitely worth looking up. Just look up Garth Brooks Devil, and I'm sure you will find it. Yeah, SNL Devil. You would definitely You're be able there. to find it. It's a classic. It's a classic uh, skit. You get Fred Slacks down the boulevard. Yeah, it's good stuff. You want to uh, move along this dancing yeah, train? Yeah, I was gonna say this. I like this album because I think I remember correctly, all or most of the songs just run right into each other. There's no spaces, although I've made them have spaces by taking breaks in between the songs. So that's why it sounded weird just then. Snakes of Christ, baby. What does that even mean? Snakes. I don't know. Oh, because, you know, Adam and Eve and Steve the snake come slithering up. Yeah, it ain't. It's Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. But sometimes it's Adam and Eve and Steve. And that's all right. Somebody's here to give you food. It's Cecil. I told you it was going to be Cecil. We're taking a quick break. All right. We are back. That's how you're doing it? Fuck yeah, that's how I'm doing it. (laughs) That's terrible. No, it's not. It's great. Wow. <laughs> I don't need any fancy tricks. I'm letting the people know exactly how it went. I don't know what we were talking about, though, so just, we got to come up with something else. That's why it would have been nice to listen to what happened. That's what we usually do, so we know generally where to pick up again. Just talk about Glenn Danzig's beautiful voice. I hate it. You do hate it, don't you? Yeah, I think he's a shitty singer. I think he's not even really singing. He's just yelling and straining, what? and he sucks balls. 
that hurt. That was like a javelin through my heart. What else do you want? I want Phil you to... Selmo sucks. He's ah! like... That fucking white power piece <laughs> of shit. <laughs> so do you actually enjoy his voice, or do you just think that it's funny and goofy? Uh, I have a sweet spot for Glenn Danzig. I think his Danzig work because of Misfits is the worst. Yes, I love him in the Misfits. <clears throat> I will defend his voice in the Misfits. This it goes on to like Molly Hatchet tone, which I know he was kind of doing in the Misfits, but it wasn't like this much. Yeah. Even I remember my aunt Pam. Uh, she. Like, I let her borrow a Misfits CD, or she found a Misfits CD and just took it from me or something like that. I can't remember. But she heard it, and she was like, wait, that's Glenn Danzig? And I was like, yeah. And she goes, then what the fuck happened? Like, saying, like, Danzig sucks. Yeah. What the hell happened? Because I like this Misfits stuff, so. So what the hell did happen, Sam? I think Glenny Glenn just wanted to uh, do whatever Glenn wanted to do. I read an interview that when the Misfits disbanded, he felt like they weren't like up to par musically and couldn't really like move on to where he wanted to move on to. They just wanted to stay in the same kind of like punk world, and he wanted to move on to something else. And then he started Sam Hain or Saw Wayne, uh, if you want to pronounce it correctly. I don't, but continue. <clears throat> and then he did Danzig. I read that Saw Wayne basically became Danzig. So what does uh, Glenn do these days other than go shopping for groceries? <laughs> oh, that's a classic picture, isn't it? sure it? is. I always... <clears throat> I thought this the other day when I was listening to this album. For this podcast, he should do a show sometime and just come out with groceries. Just, like, accept it, and people would fucking love it. Because he's always so serious. He's Mr. Tough. It would be great if he just fucking made fun of himself. I mean, I've never referenced that before. No, that, you have not. So the fact that I brought it up and you just knew, you could visualize it. Oh, yeah. It's a pretty known photo of Sir Danzig. This is like when I get the bar stuff the most. Like, I'm tough. The cheesemo. And the snare's got all that reverb on it, that oh, 80s reverb yeah. on it. By the way, it makes I'm the just drums gonna... sound very big. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna let this uh, song just. I'm just gonna let this play through because this album is meant to be listened to, just playing through. Just an album, full album form. So what's this? This is called Killer Wolf. And what? this is going back to like 50s style. I'm Glenn Danzig. Which he did in The Misfits a few times, but I thought it was much better there. But I don't... This this song... It seems so sleazy. I don't know how... It feels... (laughs) This song feels like a caricature, but I feel like a lot of this does. It's hard for me to... And I don't mean it from an asshole standpoint of... I can't accept this as serious, but the the vocal tones. Why? 
It, it just doesn't seem serious to me. It's like he's a character. So is Danzig usually an angry person? Sir Danzig? Is he the only Danzig involved? Does he have like Ted Danzig, his brother, who's also in the band? <laughs> God, I wish there were a bunch of Danzig. Like Petey Danzig, Gloria Danzig. I wonder what Glenn Danzig's dad's name was. Sean. I wonder if his last name is even really Danzig. What? I don't know. We're going to figure this out right now. I think it is a real last name. I would think so, too. It's not like a weird... It's a, I mean, it's kind it's of a weird. weird name, but it's not like a... It doesn't seem like a made-up name, you know? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, guess what? It is made <laughs> it's up? It's totally a made-up name. What's wow. his real name? His real name is... Glenn Johnson? No. His initials would be G-A-A. You're never going to get this last name because I've never heard it, so I'm just going to say it to you. Glenn Allen. I knew Allen. I almost said, oh, I was going to say I Allen. Let you, do it. you should have. I'm going to give it to you because I, I believe you. Okay. Glenn I lie. Allen Anzalone. Anzalone? Anzalone? A-N-Z-A-L-O-N-E. Anzalone. What is he? Is he like <laughs> Italian? <laughs> I was about to say, it sounds like he's very Italian. I don't know. I don't know if it really. I don't know if Wikipedia is real keen on putting their people's nationalities. Oh come on, Glenn Danzig. To a Protestant family of Italian, German, and Scottish heritage. I believe that. He looks. He looks like a combative three-year-old. He's definitely got an odd-shaped face, doesn't he? <laughs> he? He has never looked friendly to me. I, he's never wanted to. It's like always been his... I think he is kind of a prick. He seems like he has a Gene Simmons authoritarian thing to him. Like, he's ridiculous, and to me it, it seems... I wouldn't say disingenuous, but maybe I'll say that. But I don't feel like... Yeah, I don't know. I don't really know how to verbalize it, I guess. I've always thought of Glenn Danzig. It's like he takes himself so seriously that to me it seems like he's not taking himself seriously at all, I guess. Uh, when you said Gene Simmons, I thought, take Gene Simmons and add a little bit of that Frank Zappa pompousness. But does he deserve to have the pompousness no, like Frank Zappa had? No, not not to the level that Frank did, but just he had it sort of anyway where, like, if he was doing an interview, he seemed like he was almost kind of, like, shitting on it at the same time. You know how Frank always did that kind of stuff? Yeah. Where he would participate, but he would also... Hate? Yeah. He'd participate? This is a song called Tired of Being Alive. Well, I could now, say as far as... I like this song. Uh, I, I think it has a good mellow groove in the beginning. I've got nothing against it. I, I can say that I do. Um, well, I can't think of the word. I, cause it's not like empathize, but I connect to the song title for like the last two decades. <laughs> no offense, Sam. Hey. It's actually been before that. 
I figured. I was pretty young. It has nothing to do with you. You make me happy and I love you. But my hatred for myself is almost stronger than my love for everything. So I'm also... I can't do it. I wish I could. I just can't get the right tone. You can. I've been listening to it for a long time. It's just a... It's a very specific tone. You, gotta, you almost got to go Molly Hatchet. Yeah, what I'm talking about. I understand what you say when you say that. I just never made that connection in my head before. Because in my, from my perspective, I can't parallel Danzig's style vocally to anyone. No. And... Maybe the lead singer from Molly Hatchet might be the closest once you say it. But I can't come up with anything on my own, that's for sure. Uh, yeah, I only say it because that thing. Where he's got to do that, like, Southern Revival kind of trick where you gargle to get that note that you might not necessarily be able to hit. I also don't know if Glenn can hit notes without doing that kind of weird voice. <laughs> but he's also a one-trick pony. He always does that. That's like his thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, mother. Oh. <laughs> and so are death metal guys. I want to see. That's a picture of Ronnie Millsap. <laughs> you looked up Glenn Danzig and found a picture of Ronnie Millsap? There's a, a Reddit thread. That's <laughs> Is Glenn Danzig actually Ronnie Millsap? No, it's a big fan and all, but Glenn's a fucking asshole. And it's a picture of Ronnie Millsap's blind ass. <laughs> Are you sure that's Ronnie Millsap? It looks just like Ronnie Millsap to me. <laughs> it looked like just like Glenn Danzig to me. Oh, man. I just want to know. Glenn Danzig, if you're listening, get a hold of us and let us know if you really are a dick. Have you seen the video of him getting knocked out? Knocked out? Yeah. No. Okay, on the break. I see that he, it says, Glenn Danzig has been accused of assaulting a photographer again. No, he doesn't like people in his face. He shoves them out of there. Apparently, too, the city of... he has people up in his face. I think the city of California also wanted him to get rid of this pile of bricks that was in his front porch for a long time, too. And he was like, fuck off, they're my bricks. <laughs> oh, it's kitty litter as well that he's buying. Yeah, kitty litter, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that'd be even better. Come out with a bunch of kitty litter on his fucking hands. So, I'm gonna say that he gets some points... For I'm gonna say he gets some points for the kitty litter, and it looks like he also has some Ben and Jerry's in there. He's crushing it so far in the grocery department. Um, yeah, I can't tell necessarily what else is in there. Oh, I think there's cat food in there also. Can you find pictures of Glenn Danzig's cats? Ooh, Glenn Danzig cats. Let's see. Why we'll look for this? Of course, he's a cat man. He's like a. He's sitting around with candelabras, I'm sure. With like black candles in it and stuff. All black shirts in his closet. You know like when Ernest 
opens up his closet and it's all just Ernest costumes over and over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Is that him with one of his cats? Yeah, it says from Misfits days, it says, I want your skull. Yeah, I was going to say, that's fucking old uh, Glenn, or young Glenn, I should that's say. It's young Glenn with a black cat. That's the Glenn I like. Here is... Who's doing an, an Elvis haircut there, by the way? I think I've seen this before, too. It's just a fan-made thing, Glenn Danzig, songs about my cat. <laughs> I want to see him actually with a cat. I'm, I'm looking, I'm trying. He probably doesn't want... He's like a... A He's parent that doesn't hard. want pictures of their kids online. He doesn't want pictures of his own cats online. Well, I don't know. He's holding a picture of a cat there. But who know, Who cares? <laughs> let's move along yeah, to the next song. let's move along, song. and then we're going to take a br- 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 break. This is called I'm the One. And we're going blues, baby. Deep blues. I'm talking Delta blues. I'm talking... Meeting on the corner intersection in a highway in the middle of nowhere in Memphis, and you're selling your soul to the devil. And I just want to know what kind of groceries that Glenn Danzig shops for typically. Well, I usually buy some. Here's some also a very blues heavy song. Yes, it's very standard. It's a completely standard blues song. No, I'm not. I'm not that's not a dig. No, yeah. No, I didn't think you're really digging on it. I'm more defending myself saying, like, I like this song even though I know, like, it's incredibly cheesy and it's white guy blues to the max. But I fucking like it. I almost hear tinges when he's singing like this. He sounds more like a sober Jim Norris Morrison to me. <laughs> Chuck Norris. Jim Morrison. I just, for some yeah. reason, my tongue just stayed on the roof of my mouth. I can hear that for sure. He, that, that, I can also sing Jim Morrison songs kind of well. So I think the people in my range, you know what I'm saying? Are you saying that you and Glenn Danzig are in the same range? No, Glenn can actually get higher notes than me because he does that. <laughs> you can do stuff, but you're not singing. You're just well, I can doing go, that goofy yeah! butt. You're definitely just screaming like that. Jerry, get out of here. <laughs> we got a bunch of characters in this studio. In this room. Shut up. It's not a room. It's a studio. A studio would be a room. So he's not playing guitar. No. Danzig, don't play guitar. Danzig by K-Litter. Uh, yeah. Danzig gotta take care of Mush Mush. That's his cat's name. Mush Mush. Are you just making that up? Yeah, of course I'm making that up. I don't know. Maybe you saw something. Maybe it was like Glenn Danzig and Mush Mush. It was an interview. It's possible. I pet Mush Mush. I want to meet Mush Mush too. <laughs> if we ever... Well, when we get another cat... Uh, that's correct. <laughs> Can we call him much, much? No. <laughs> that's not good at all. So if you want to be evil, I'm the world, I'm the world. I'm the world, I'm the world. Sometimes I think it's born out of not really able to stay on one note. <laughs> yeah, does he sing this way partially out of inability? Because you mentioned that earlier that maybe he's unable to really 
hit the note, so he just yells. I wouldn't be surprised. I've always said that the cop out of, well, cynically, and I probably shouldn't have, but I've always said that was the cop out on why people uh, always did like the... uh, well, you know the, the. What are you looking at? The runs. You. What were you just staring at? I was. I was listening to you. I was looking at you. You were leaned over. Yeah, like two feet to the left, like looking. So past people don't. Me. No, so people don't hear me chewing ah. on the microphone. Dum dum. I don't remember now. Yeah, runs. I always said they did runs because. They were. Uh, they couldn't stay on the one note. And I, I don't think that that's necessarily true. Uh, well, I think that I they're trying to show their ability. I was going to say the exact same thing, those exact same words, but I don't think that's necessarily true. I mean, if you remember the song, and I don't know that you do, but it would benefit you to remember the song, The Hook, by the band Blues Traveler. In the very beginning of that song... He says, it doesn't matter what I say as long as I sing with inflection. So, that's showing skill, baby. That's not an ability to be on the note. I, I agree with that. Did it go like this? It doesn't matter what I sing as long as I have inflection. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's exactly was that, that. Was that close? No. <laughs> no. Sung, it was performed with much inflection. Yeah, here. You saying I didn't have much inflection? with inflection. Oh, that was good. That was okay. I could do Glenn Danzig. Okay, but I can't fucking do what you just did. Sing with inflection. That's not inflection. That's going. It's called hitting notes, bitch. In, yeah, it's called See? ability. Inflection means no notes. <laughs> This robot says no. This robot says no. Compute. No. All right, let's take a break. How about that? It's. Would it be funny if a robot you put something into it and it didn't say I can't compute? It says I won't compute. That'd be terrifying. I won't compute. Well. Oh, like you just made the decision to not compute. It made the decision not to reveal the location of the. Golden ticket Willy Wonka bar to that one scientist. So it made Even though it could have won a lifetime supply of chocolate. I'm now telling the computer precisely what it can do with a lifetime. Ah, fuck. We're real sharp, huh? Yeah, yeah. You want to take that break now that I was talking about? Mm-hmm. All right. You're let's sharp do like it. a bowling ball. I'm sh- <laughs> We'll be back. What the fuck is this? This is Glenn Danzig when he was still in the Misfits, showing his true evil Elvis way before Danzig. Isn't that a teen dance party? American Nightmare running scared. We'll be back. Danzig happy. Danzig sad. Danzig steal time. Danzig glad. Danzig 
Hush. Dancing floor. Dancing bleed. Dancing sore. Dancing cry. Dancing cry. Dancing cry. Dancing cry. Welcome to America's number one game show. Watching the boob tube. Hey, I'm Abraham, goddamn Lincoln, and you're tuning in to a trivia show where I ask questions to three contestants about TV knowledge. That's me, the contestants. Number one, we've got one of my best friends on the podium, and his brother was famous and he died recently. We got outrageous filming on podium number one. How you doing, outrageous? Hello, Abe. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. How's everyone doing today? <laughs> All right, outrageous. It says here that your brother was Regis filming. Yep. And it also says that you make money by blackmailing him about the size of his penis. I, I did, but like you said, he died. <laughs> Bingo, yes, he did. That wasn't very nice. All right, all right. Let's move on to our next contestant. You may recognize him from the 80s, where he ruled the radio waves. I think that's what they're called. Ladies and gentlemen, from the world-famous band Tough Knuckle, we got Jerry Rockin' Lost on spot number two. Whoa! Thank you, everybody! It's so nice to be here! Yeah! Calm down, calm down. All right. It's a pleasure having you here, too. My guys. Is that... Is that how you got to say on the entire time? Most likely, that's oh. how I talk. All right, enough of that. It's going to get annoying very, very fast. Let's move on to contestant number three. Contestant number three comes to us from another dimension where he's an angel to some and demon to others. Ladies and gentlemen, we have Herschel J. Pinhead on slot number three. How you doing, Herschel? I'm fine, Abe. Thank you very much. How's everyone doing out there in TV land? <laughs> that was, uh, was the hackiest shit I possibly ever heard in my entire goddamn life. All right. How about we get on to the game, everyone? And let's play Watching the Boob Tube. No one did it with me. Come on, fellas, do it with me. One, two, three. Watching the Boob Tube. That was amazing. That was humiliating. Shut the fuck up! All right, let's get this going. All right, you ready, everybody? Hands on buzzers. All right. In the very popular series, I Love Lucy, which ran from 1951 to 1957, what character was a severe alcoholic behind the scenes and had to stick his hands in his pockets so you couldn't see his fucking withdrawal shakes? Yes, Jerry Rocket Lunch. Well, I think it's me. You think it's you? Yeah, me, Jerry Rockalos. Yeah, it is me. I'm a severe alcoholic who often has to put his hands in his pockets so you don't see him shaking. Well, clearly that's a horrible fucking answer because you are not on I Love Lucy from 1951 to 1957. Does anyone else have a guess? Yes, Pinhead. I prefer cantaloupes in the morning as opposed to watermelon in the evening. What, what the hell does that have to do with the answer to this question? 
nothing. I was just telling you my daily routine. Okay, well, I'm going to ask you to not do that in the future. Well, Outreach, you got to guess. Yeah, it's Fred Burks. Correct. Why did you ring in? I don't know. I didn't ring in because I wanted to give these guys a chance. I don't know. It's so stupid. Why do I have to take all the glory? Of course it's Fred Burks. Yeah, of course, of course. All right, we're going to move on to question two. We got one point in Outreach's, zero points for Jerry Rocker launch, and zero points for Herschel J. Pinhead. On, let's come on, everybody say it again with me. Watching the oh, with me. One, two, three. I'm watching the soul. Don't enjoy doing that. Why? You're wasting hey, time. Hey, don't talk to me like that. This isn't the podcast. This is a game show. It, it's basically the podcast. It's still no. going on the breaks of the couple of critics podcast. It's not so? like we got our own show again, you fucking idiot. I'm not a fucking idiot. Drama. Shut up! All right, we're gonna move on to question two. Uh, actually, Abe, we gotta shut this down. We're what? only on the break of the couple of critics' podcasts. This can't go forever, so uh, go ahead and end the show, please. I don't want to end the show. <laughs> yeah, end the show. No. I said in the fucking show. All right. Well, my studio producer told me I gotta end this show now, so uh, I'm bummed about it, but all right. Thanks, everybody, for watching or listening, I should say, to Watching the Boob Tube with me, Abraham Goddamn Lincoln. And we're going to say the name of the fucking show one more time, and you assholes are going to say it, or I will shoot you in the fucking head with this gun. Bullshit. No, man, seriously, he'll fucking do it. Yeah, yeah, he will. He's fucking crazy, man. Yeah, he's crazy. Seriously. Oh, okay. All right. All right, we'll do it. Go one, two, three. Watching the boom I've been Abraham, goddamn Lincoln. All right, hit the music, I reach. What, what do you mean, hit the music? Yeah, we're gonna start a podcast. What? Yeah, I'm telling huh? you to start the podcast music. This makes no sense. Do you really want to test me right now? I'm holding a gun. That's it, I fucking had to. Here we go. No. Oh, oh my god, you shot me. No. You shot out Regis, you bastard. Tune in to next week's episode of the Couple of Critics Podcast for the exciting conclusion to Hey, You Shot Me, starring Outrageous Philbin, Herschel J. Pinhead, Jerry Rocket Launch, and of course, Abraham Goddamn Lincoln. More Misfits? No. This is Sam Hain or Sawain, if you'd like to pronounce it correctly. I would not. Why won't you say Sawain with me? I don't want to. David Wayne. Okay, David Wayne. I like David Wayne. I do too. Hey, we're back. We are back. We've returned. We are back. We are back. We've returned. (laughs) We are back. We've returned. Just trying different, you know, inflections. Yeah. I'm going to try it. I'm going to honestly try to do a run right now. Okay. Inflection. That is not how you do it. You don't go. Uh, 
one. Your hair is and outrageous. Like a dream come true. Two. Your just want to be with you. Three. Girl, it's plain to see that you're the <laughs> only one for me. What is that? What are you singing? Pete steps one through three. Five, make you fall in love with me. If ever I believe my work is done, then I start back at one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's Brian McKnight, baby. Ah, BNK. Nope. <laughs> what do you mean, no? I don't like playing your stupid name games. <laughs> I reject your name games. I call him Brian McNugget. <laughs> on the street, on the basketball court. We used to shoot hoops. Let's get back to this album. We're going to start this again. We're listening to Lucifuge Danzig 2. Here we go. This little song. The Danzig. Danzig. I, want, to I wanted to make a reference to wings. Brian McKnight, but no one would have understood it, and you wouldn't have either, so I'm just going to not say it. But a shame. Well, you said that you used to play basketball with Brian McKnight, so did he write the song anytime about you? We didn't talk music. We didn't know anything about each other's careers. Well, that doesn't mean you shouldn't know anything about him when he writes the song clearly about you, which is... Did I ever cross your mind anytime? Do you ever wake up reaching out for me? I'm sure he wrote that about you. If he did, he didn't tell me. And I'm sad because didn't he die? No, he's still alive. I'm pretty sure Brian. I'm pretty sure Brian McNugget died. <laughs> what? He bide? He bide. He bide. Brian McNugget bide. He bide me a milkshake. So you like this song because it... Feels why. When did I say I like this song? You said I love this song because, and then I cut you off. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I love this song because I'm looking at Danzig's hairy chest as it plays. Yep. This song is. It's okay. Whoa, that was a note. Don't make fun of Danzig's vocal I prowess. said. Whoa, that was a note. You can take that however you want to. I like this part. So you like those vocal imperfections, I'll say? This sounds like a song that a bunch of guys would put their arms around each other's shoulders. And sing <laughs> together. If you're at a Danzig show, and if I was at a Danzig show drunk with Adam Cutter, and this song played, you better believe we are arms around each other going, Is he your only Danzig buddy? He's the guy that gave me this album. Surprise, surprise. But yeah, he's my only other Danzig Gave it buddy. to you? Like, gifted yeah, it to you? Yeah, gave me a copy of it. He was like, hey, you like the Misfits. I don't know anything about the Misfits, but I love Danzig. You don't know anything about Danzig, but you love the Misfits. Let's do a trade. So we made each other CDs, 
He gave me this album, and I gave him like two Misfits albums. I assume he ended up liking the Misfits, right? Loves the Misfits. Okay. I don't know if he likes Danzig or the Misfits more because oh, this was his album. He still likes Danzig a lot. He loves this album. Uh, I remember going to the band thing with him in New Orleans, and I'd say every hour, Adam suddenly would just be like. Sold in the slaver down in New Orleans, and then we'll just stop there. <laughs> so I want to know how you feel. Do you prefer the Danzig Banzig, or do you prefer the Misfits? Are we talking like current, like no Danzig Misfits versus Danzig? No. Oh well, I. Why would we do that? Because that's a way easier comparison than Danzig Era Misfits to Danzig. Danzig Era Misfits crushes Danzig. So that's not hard at all. No. So I'm saying it's easier. Like, it'd be more of a comparison to ask me, do you like current Misfits without Danzig more than you like uh, Danzig solo stuff? Well, it sounds like you want to give your opinion on that, so go for it. I would rather listen to Danzig solo stuff than listen to... Misfits without Danzig. Although there's one album I do like by the Misfits that was not Danzig related. Other than that, I do not enjoy it. Was Danzig an original member of the Misfits? Danzig started the Misfits. He wrote most, if not all, of the material. He was the Misfits, kind of. And he walked away from it? Yeah, pretty much. I think he was going to have a battle with the name, so he just started that band Sam Hain whom sound a lot like the Misfits and played Misfits songs. And of course, recently within the past five years or so, Danzig has reunited with the Misfits to play a couple of live shows, but they're not writing anything. They're not making any new material. It's just if you pay the price high enough and it's a big enough show, you might be able to get them to do it, which I would love to see just to be able to see the, the closest version to the original Misfits you could possibly see. Because it's the original bass player. It's usually the what you could consider one of the original guitar players. And they had like 30 drummers or something like that. So you can't... <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's some guys that were in longer, but those guys are like dead or they don't play music at all anymore. But that was your Danzig knowledge. <laughs> cool. Yeah, very cool. <laughs> Let's move on. Devil's Plaything, which is definitely about a penis. It is? No. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I don't, I'm not invested in this. I don't know this like you do. It might be. I don't know. I was just thinking now. I don't know the lyrics. I just know that. This is a snooze. Fucking hilarious song. <laughs> Jeez. This, this is... A song, this is, I would say it's like a song that you would hear in a play. It's very theatrical already. You can tell that there's a story being unraveled. (laughs) Let me tell you about the Yorkshire and Lemmings It's it's, It's like Glenn Danzig's version of Jethro Tull. If he decided to be this sort of an artist without The Rock, where he was just kind of a crooner, I think he could make some older ladies moist. Not me. But Maybe. I wonder if he could have been 
successful if he would have used those pretty pipes otherwise. For good instead of evil. <laughs> His voice is different when he is singing versus this he's just like yelling yeah it's definitely very different so his voice sounds very different he puts like yeah the yell you can hear like the, the edge of his voice you can hear that he's kind of pushing his voice past to what it wants yeah, to do yeah his voice breaks all the time yeah, oh, yeah. it cracks he goes into some weird half-assed falsetto that is out of tune <laughs> all of the time he's just not good with hitting notes Crazy. I'm not crazy. It's not the note you wanted to hear. I'm clearly not digging the dancing. <laughs> There's something outside that's got this cat in the window very interesting. It's probably another cat. Probably is. Or it's a bird. It doesn't take much to uh, get a cat excited. <laughs> Devil's Flatter in my caricature. It's not even real. So it's pretty safe to say that if the original Misfits play again, you're not going. <laughs> That's very safe. I'd rather be napping. I've missed it, it like wouldn't. I've missed it like four times now I've had a chance. So this is something that you would like to do. I would. It's just every time the tickets go on sale, they're always like $150. Even old Danzig, you think that's worth it? Especially $150? What do you mean old He's old. Doesn't matter. The Misfits hadn't played together for like 35 years. So it's you think just it's going to be good? It's already happened five times. It's okay. <laughs> okay. It's just the novelty of seeing the original Misfits. If you're a Misfits fan like I am, it's not like they're going to go knock my socks off. <laughs> it's just I wasn't around in the 80s, so I never got to see the Misfits. The late 70s, 80s? I don't remember when they were. In my home. I can't do dancing at all. Not that I'm good at other voices, but I definitely can't do dancing. And I wouldn't do dancing, and dancing wouldn't do me. You always add that, too. Like, it's always got to be in the... I wouldn't fuck them, and they wouldn't fuck me. <laughs> That's very true. Um, I would pour kitty litter on my body and let his cats defecate on me. Well, that's fucked up. No way! Very fucked up. I'm a dumpster. <laughs> I'm a little letter box. I'm a snake. I'm it. a little snake. Go get a cameo from that fucking guy. It costs more than it should from that guy. It should cost $6. It's ridiculous. A lot of people charge outrageous fees but i hear that cameo charges outrageous fees so they're probably doing that on purpose Yeah, they're charging like 50 dollars, and they're getting 17 of it it's not quite that much but yeah they're getting a better deal than music services then good for them they are donkey lips i wonder how much donkey lips cost because Ooh. i keep receiving advertisements on my facebook page and it's targeted towards mother's day so it's always something along the lines of get your mother a cameo video. And it's Who are the almost, celebrities they choose? It's almost always donkey lips what? and a bunch of people I don't know. I always and get. Sometimes I'll see the slither little snake guy. 
Sometimes I'll see. He always has like a little snake hat. Mm-hmm. On the top it's of the his same head. snake hat, and he looks nothing like he did because he no. is a full grown man yeah. with facial hair and his hair is longer yep. and curly. And Life's beating him up a little bit. Yeah. And he probably beats himself up too, just like me. I always get this guy that played a saxophone in some movie, and he's got like chains around his wrists and his neck, and he's got a long ponytail, blonde ponytail. It sounds intense. Yeah. I can't remember what movie it's from, but people would know it. Is Cameo the Devil's Play thing? It is, but that's what we just listened to. I know. So, that's why I referenced it. I know it. you're trying to make a fucking smooth segue. No. <laughs> well, we're going. That's on you. You're well, in charge. Baby, we're going to heaven because this song's called 777. <laughs> that was fantastic. Danzig wanted that Delta Blues magic on this. This sounds southern. Yeah, that Delta Blues, baby. Going to the, like I said earlier, the, he met the, the devil. South. He met the devil in a intersection. Oh, are we done? And he sold his soul. No, no. Danzig's so evil that the devil sold Danzig. His soul. So you're just making up shit right now, or is there some Danzig lore? No, that's a general blues lore. You never heard about that? About selling your soul to the devil so you can play like Robert Johnson. Yeah, but it's always at an intersection in the back country. Yeah. I didn't know that. You always meet at an intersection. There's like some famous road. I can't remember where it's at, but there's a famous intersection that they say it's where most Delta Blues men sold their soul to the devil to be able to play. So do you think that they're just driving along and there's a man with a pitchfork who's all red with horns and they're just like, well, I got to pull over. I mean, how many people just are like, I'm not stopping for this asshole. And they just drive by. They missed an opportunity to be legends. You don't want to sign that, though. Stopping for El Diablo. You don't want to sign that contract. It always means no good. This, it's just a, it's just a local farmer that dresses up in red and has a pitchfork. I can sell you all sorts of fame. Danzig is not singing in this, by the way. From the get-go, even though the music is slower, he's just like wailing from the oh, get-go. Yeah, yeah. This right here, I don't know what that sort of guitar is, but I know that Jimmy Page has played it in Led Zeppelin songs. A slide guitar, or I think sometimes called a dobro. I'm from. Oh, is that those like steel guitars? Lap or lap steels? I'm I'm familiar with the. <clears throat> you just fucking said it, and now I can't. Dobro? Access. No. The lap s- steel? Yeah, I'm, I'm familiar with that. That's a country. That's probably standard. what they were using. Or you can use a uh, a slide on your guitar, which they either make them out of metal or glass. Guys like to use beer bottles often, and you can slide yeah. on your guitar. I played a slide gets uh, lap steel on that one song, that yeah. Van Halen song. Mm-hmm. Uh, could this play. be magic? Yeah. I think it's an interesting sound. I think it makes it sound spooky in this song. <laughs> it does. And this song, to me, it fits in. It's also but, theatrical. But there's like, we, there's like a, a synthesizer or a, a really buried horn somewhere mm-hmm. that doesn't sound like anything else on the album. And it's like, oh, I don't know if this is actually interesting, 
But it's interesting because it's on this album. <laughs> I think that's why this song kind of stood out to me as well, because it does have more of, I would say, because, yeah, there's the blues, but it, it's more southern country blues in this song. And it's really brought down more than I'd say any song. It's very stripped, not the whole time, obviously, but right now to even go harder and then bring it back down as simplistic as it is. It's an interesting song. I think it definitely, uh, I mean, they all kind of get my attention because of different things that happen with his voice. And I'm always listening to vocals. So when his voice cracks and stuff, it gets my attention. But (laughs) speaking of which, (laughs) it's just random screams. I like that it's just Glenn one take vocals. I don't know if it took him only one take, but no backing vocals and one guitar. Well, those screaming vocals also are reminiscent of Jim Morrison again to me, where they sound kind of belligerent. Yep. I don't don't know if Glenn ever had... I read that he started getting fucked up when he was like 10 years old, but I don't know if he ever... Oh my God. Like if it ever like clenched him, you know? Too young. That's oh, crazy shit. young. We didn't watch the Glenn Danzig getting knocked out video during the break. Oh, no, we didn't. Damn it. You just want to watch it here in a, a second and you get your live reaction on the air? Sure. All right. We can do that. We got three more songs after this. So you knows. Okay. I wish I could understand what he was saying most of the time. Oh, I have no fucking clue what Danzig is saying. I wish it took me so long to figure out Misfit songs. I wish I were more invested as I was early on in the podcast where I would read the lyrics for everything. I need to start doing that again. I At read least these one read through. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> and it's hardly identifiable. It's all very whiny to me. It's angsty. But also still whiny, which is kind of why, even though I was joking, I did throw up that emo thing, emo Danzig, when you said evil Danzig. I don't like the word emo involved in anything I listen to. I know, I get it, and it's not his musical style. It's more his, he has a whiny, angsty attitude, which makes someone kind of sound like a spoiled brat. See, I never, ever get that vibe uh, whenever you... That's not a spoiled brat tone. He sounds like he's... Sh- a spoiled brat sounds like this. No! <laughs> nah, he's, he's, he just sounds like he's pompous and showing off, and he's like, it's my time. It sounds like he can only sing like Molly Hatchet, so that's what he has to do. But I thought he was also Elvis. Elvis couldn't sing worth a fuck. <laughs> Elvis could not sing worth a fuck, and neither can Danzig. You're making me fill up with blood and tears. <laughs> but no sweat. Okay, you ready for this news room? Sad that you never noticed that I was saying Elvis. I noticed. I didn't know what to say about it. You didn't have to. Sometimes comedy is better when it just. You could have just been like, you don't know how to talk. And then backhanded me, and everyone would have laughed because it would have been an in the moment reaction. <laughs> Elvis Alba? Ooh, yeah, Sam. <laughs> yes, and yeah. <laughs> this is the only 
yeah, this is so croony, and this is on another level from what he usually does, that it surprises me that he didn't kind of dive into this just for a cash grab. But I know, I know, Glenn Danzig, he's he's a man of his word. He's he's an honest man. Well, you're not supposed to think he's actually evil. This is this is a dance at the prom. Oh yeah, it never gets anything. Ugh, it's all very acceptable for teenagers. I think it's because he had a fascination with like fifties horror movies, so he always had like this. 50s malt shop shit kind of going on. He did it in the Misfits too. Like, there's a couple songs that have this vibe to it. It's not as schmaltzy as this, which I think actually because of the production value, I think if he could have gotten this schmaltzy on those tracks, he would have, but just didn't have the microphones and the money to pay for reverb, I guess. That makes sense. I just feel as if he maybe could have cut some tracks release them under a name that wasn't his to see how they you know how the ladies liked it and no one would even know unless it was good and claimed it as his own I remember what my point was going to be and then you said something interesting that I could go on top of this he did record some versions of Elvis songs okay everyone fucking hates them oh they do yeah well but is that just the people who like his see that's the thing. Stuff. Well, I was gonna say what's interesting that you it's said the wrong was crowd putting it out under a different name. Maybe he, he would have done that, and no one knew it was Danzig. Then maybe, but I think as soon as his voice is very you, identifiable, you would fucking know. You would just know. And nowadays, it's so hard to keep anything secret. So yes and no. Some people still yes do stuff no. like that. They do. It's just harder. And I don't know if Glenn Danzig. When you start naming bands your name, oh, I think you, you kind of want to be known. Yeah, you want people to know you're involved. <laughs> but it could have been his little Chris Gaines moment. It could have. But that's why I'm saying if it was successful. Like, it's then- opposite Chris Gaines. He gets like a more poppy, happy, cool, good image instead of a dark image. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely, like you said, uh, ice cream shop. 50s sort of style just with his odd voice. Yeah, there's a misfit song called American Nightmare that's like American Nightmare Scared. Like it sounds a lot like this. I was I've been ruminating on it earlier when I said I definitely would listen to Danzig over new misfits, but I would Listen to old misfits by far over all of those things. Yeah. I guess I follow along with Glenn Danzig's writing style more than the other guys. Because if I stopped liking the misfits and Danzig left, and I could tolerate Danzig songs, that means I just kind of like Danzig's writing style. Kinda. As much as you like his hard nipples on the cover of this album? Do you think they're hard? You don't? I don't know. Yeah, those things are cutting glass. You could break into a bank vault with those mamas. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (sighs) You don't need the Joker to come up with some intricate heist. You just walk in there with Glenn Danzig and he 
fucking swoons all the women to sleep with his voice. And then the men are just too afraid he starts to singing fight all him the because mothers, of his muscles. Because he's so top-heavy. Yeah. And then you're just like, all right, Danzig. All right, Glenny. They're all subdued. Everything's good. Go cut open that vault with your hard, rock-hard, beautiful nipples. Oh, Glenzig. And then he makes it like a perfect circle, like in bank heist movies where they use a laser to cut a perfect circle in it. Yeah. And then the door falls inwards and goes, Cha-chong! and smoke rolls in somehow because his nipples somehow created smoke. Dust. Ah, nipple dust. <laughs> Teddy residue. <laughs> Oh, man. Two more songs, right? Hey, if we had a kid, do you think it would be a boy or a girl? This song's called Girl. <laughs> Smooth move, X-Lax. My favorite move is to come up purposely with a horrible segue. <laughs> so by this point of the album, I'm just kind of tired of dancing. Every time I have listened to this album, it has been this song. I mean, it's happened more than just this song, but consistently on this song, I have looked at my phone and just been like, this is almost done, right? (laughs) Oh, I have one more song. So what I just said, you ruminated, you felt that? Yes, I did. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'll say this. This album, I like parts of. I could say I like most, like, I'll give it more than half. But I remember going on the road with Adam one time, and he would like to listen to this album, and it would put me to fucking sleep. I have a very vivid memory of driving to a show, or driving back from a show, and going, we can't listen to this anymore, I'm going to fall asleep. (laughs) And then you know what we listened to? I am guessing that you listened to... I am woman, hear me roar by Helen Reddy on a loop. How the fuck did you know this? Did I send you a message about it? I know you after all this years. Oh my god. Amazing. Helen Reddy. Was it the Misfits? Yeah, it was. (laughs) I was like, we can still listen to Glenn, but I need something with some goddamn energy. Because this is all still like pretty much laid back rock and roll. Even the fast songs aren't fucking fast. No, they're not. This like, dog smells like if, she's dying. If Mother was on here, that would be the most up-tempo song of the album. I would say so, yeah. yeah. Jesus, that was a screech. Yeah, that, that kind of hurt my ears. <laughs> that happens in... Uh, God, I don't remember what song it is right off the top of my head right now, but it's a song with ODB... Where he makes this awful sound. Might be shimmy shimmy yaw. And he just like, yeah, his voice cracks and it's this really awful high pitch and they keep it in and I don't know why, but it makes me shriek and laugh every time. And there are parts in this where Danzig will consistently, oh, Glenzig will just shock me. With these like screeches, he shocks you to your core. Yes, to my core. Like that? Did you get a shocker there? No. <laughs> Did Glenn Danzig give you a shocker? <laughs> Come on, let Glenny Glenn 
Any end? Stick in your ass. What, Glenny Glenn, any end? Yeah. Glenn. I remember reading a website about Rockstar's dicks. Uh-huh. And uh, they said... Lots of those. Glenn's dick is exactly like him. Short and stocky. Yeah, um, that makes sense. <laughs> That's also scary. <laughs> ah! You can't feel it deep, but I'll rip you apart. <laughs> yeah, I... I understand the necessity of girth, but just to an extent. <laughs> because even if a dick is short, you can still fit it in. If a dick is too thick, you can't. You can't. There ain't no such thing. What? As a too thick of a dick. I thought you were going to say it's too small of a vagina. <laughs> oh, I'm sure there's a extremes of every body part but I'm sure there's someone out there for that body part and I'm sure and the pain in the world god damn it I was leaking this I know but you were stammering if you find that person then you might feel some pain in the world of your butthole (laughs) yeah here's a riff that I'm fucking into yeah this brings it down almost kind of doomy yes very doomy Black Sabbath kind of note uh-huh. choices, not not like rhythm choice, but those, note choices. It's those slow walks down a staircase is what it sounds like yeah, to me. It's it has a castle, medieval, big, um, old feeling to me. It's it definitely sounds spooky and dark. A castle yeah. at night. We're back to evil now, feels evil like. Evil Danzig, evil Danzig. We, we are in Castle Danzig. We are in the dungeon of Castle Danzig. Oh, he's bringing and he it tortures down. tortures you by singing at you. <laughs> that would be torturous. <laughs> Michelle! Oh, my God. Tor- <laughs> Speaking of torture, they... Handmaid's Tale came out today, and they yeah. were, they dropped three new episodes. Uh-huh. Holy goodness, did that show come back! Yeah, you said it came back. Three episodes. Torture. That's why I brought it up. The torture never stops. It never does. Well, they're women, right? So it like you're, you're, you're the time. like okay with it when you see it. That's definitely not happening. I'm pretty sure it's okay. I think if you're running from someone and they shoot you in the back, that, uh, yeah. Now it was a man that shot the woman in the back, of right? Of course. So, yeah, we're all good. No. Like I said. We're running from the men. We're running from we're the running men. We're running from the men. Now, while I do like this riff, I'm still done. I'm still done with yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Could have cut out like three songs and keep this one on there. I think it's got some good uh, ups and downs that I enjoy. Some weirdness to it. Angel of wisdom. Angel of wisdom. <laughs> so out of place. So much of what he it. does is just awkward, which you aren't like weird. Yeah. old do you think he was when he recorded this? Let's see. I'm going to say Glenn was 27. 
younger than I imagined. My guess, 27. So he was born in 1955. So I'm already probably way off. He was in his 30s. Which makes more sense to me. Yeah, it makes more sense to me, too. Based on how he sounds, he doesn't 19, sound like a 20-year-old. 1955. That means my mother is only four years older than Glenn Danzig. So my mom is only four years older than a punk icon. My mom could have been a punk icon. Could she? Your mom was a young Republican. She wasn't very punk. <laughs> she was a young Republican. I forgot. <laughs> She would tell you now. She, she's nowhere near that. <laughs> no, she's very old. <laughs> That's comedy right there. That's comedy. You knew what I meant, but you chose the young part oh, of it. Yuck, 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 yuck. Damn. We do not take the Lord's name in vain up in this house. I do all the time. There's a lord in this house. There's a lord in this house. <laughs> Somebody already did that, right? There was a point in time where I was writing a parody. Hey! Oh, and then yeah. I just decided to stop. It was kind of funny. And it's, the ship's already sailed now. Yeah, it's old news. Yep, yep. I can't stop looking at Glenn Danzig's fucking chest hair in this album cover. <laughs> So, so the Misfits had the classic Skull logo, right? Okay. And then Danzig, he's also got a classic fucking logo. His tits. Yes. <laughs> That's exactly what I meant. The grassy p- valley between his tits. The grassy valley between his tits, yeah. No, Michelle, I'm talking about the Glenn Danzig Skull logo, which you may have seen. You've probably seen it on... Mr. Adam Cutter himself looks a little something like that. It doesn't look familiar to me. The one underneath it with on the right does, but that looks like a pirate. That? Nope. None of that looks familiar to me. Well, sometimes you can find a version of that where they put Don Knotts in the face of the skull. Why would they do that? Don Knotts, is, he's the coolest. That's why they did it. Fucking Don Knotts. He's the coolest. Remember that from Serial Mom? Of course I do. Darling. Baby. That sounded like a motorhead there at the end. Oh, last song sounds like it taps into a few different artists. It just goes a little wild in the end. It truly does. Go. <laughs> it wacky. sure does. <laughs> Let me tell you. And uh, luckily, this is the part of the album where it's over, and we are officially to the part of the podcast where it's time to go over some questions. Yeah. Question, question. Grandpa beat going so slow and off. Questions. Thank you. One of the worst, thusly. What? Why did you choose this? <laughs> we already went over this, but why did you choose this album? 
because I had to choose another album. But, and I was like, why I want to listen to the Misfits. And I was like, oh, wait, Danzig album. There's really only one Danzig album I know. Boom. There we go. All right. So what do you think I thought when you said Danzig? Uh, fuck. I was not excited. I will tell you my judgment prior to listening to it was definitely not excitement. I'll be honest. There was a little bit of dread. Just a little bit. Not not judge. I remember when the... the, the a little dread. I remember when I was allowed to change my choice. It made the album a lot easier for me, but I did not feel it made it any easier for you. No, it did not. <laughs> How many times did you listen to this? Uh... About two and a half. Ooh, I gave it a full three. Nice. I gave it a full three. But realistically, it was about two and a half because I purposefully put it on and fell asleep to it. So I listened to it, but not cognitively. That soaks in, though. Soaks in. So two and a half times consciously. I think you get it after the first three songs. (laughs) It's it's pretty much the same thing over and over. When it comes to what I believe your least favorite song is on this album. Isn't there a missing question? Like, how did I, when did I first, is that afterwards? That's after. Sorry, I forgot the order of things. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I'm a fucking idiot. What I think your least favorite (laughs) song is. Mm -hmm. My guess is that it's on the back half of the album because it gets droney, but this isn't going to be hard for me to point out specifically because I'm less familiar with this album than you are. But I will guess Blood and Tears because that was a dud. Sam, what is your least favorite song on the album? Is Blood and Tears the 50s sounded one? Mm-hmm. Michelle, you are correct. <clears throat> no. Oh. Wait, wait, yeah, yeah. It's this one. Yeah, this is no good. <laughs> like none of it's none of it's good. But a, a close one is like what's, No, where's another one that's like Devil's Plaything? Is that what it was? I don't remember. No. No. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Was it Blood and Tears? Black Wings? Was it seven 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 seven? Nope. <laughs> okay, so that is your least favorite. What do you think my least favorite song is? Blood and Tears. It sure is. Oh, this was the song I was looking for. (laughs) (laughs) To be honest, yeah, I truly have no idea what your most favorite song would be. Not even a little bit. No idea. I'm. I mean, no. I. I truly know nothing at this point. I have no reference. Is it tired of being alive? Are you tired of being alive? I'm not. Well, sometimes, yes, but no, that's not the answer. Just when you're at work? That's when you're tired of being Uh, alive? Yes. (laughs) And in the morning when you have to get up and go to work? (laughs) Well, there is the constant, the everyday thought of suicide as soon as I wake up, and then the misery at work, and then I come home, and then I'm like, I can't get anything done because I got to spend all fucking day at work. Sexy. Yeah. But no, 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 it's not the answer. Do you want to know the answer? My of course most... I do. What's your most favorite song? Is uh, it Snakes of Christ? No, it's not. My most favorite song is called Long Way Back from Hell. I almost guessed that because it has the word hell in it. 
You know what also has the word hell in it? My name. It does. Do you wanna this is so dancing. This song okay, makes... I feel like I've heard you sing this. I should have I should have known. This song makes me think of Adam. Sold in slavery down to New Orleans. Got yourself a yeah. See, if I remembered what song that was, that would have been <laughs> good, but I remember nothing. For sure. Now, I have no fucking clue for you at all. Well, and when I say this, it's probably not even accurate, but I'm going 777. I was actually going to guess 777. Will you give that to me? I gave you the one earlier. Sure. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I do. I was going to say 777. But you didn't. I know you didn't let me. <laughs> I did. No, you did I gave you I never space. Guess. I didn't have a guess. Because you said that you had no idea. That doesn't mean I wasn't going to guess. Is it because it's like the most... I think it's interesting. It's the most interesting song. Yeah. I do like this song. I don't really like any of the songs, but this one stood out to me every time. And I think that the guitar tone has a lot to do with it. And it does kind of switch things up here and there throughout. It's like Halloween Bayou Blues. Halloween Bayou Blues. (laughs) That's interesting. How old were you when you started listening to this album, the album cutter, al- album cutter gave you? <laughs> I'm going to say I was like 17. Oh, that's younger than I imagined. Yeah, it's been around for a while. Well, I mean, you. Oh, for you mean me. for you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. How did you originally feel about it when it was played for you? When you played uh, it for yourself? I, originally, I liked even fewer songs than I do now. Originally, it was it was even more of a contrast of... This is not the Misfits. <laughs> Did you like more songs on these listens for the podcast? Yeah. Okay. I I liked this album more this time than I remember liking it before. Positive. But I'm still a little over 50-50 on it. And, and most of the things I like, it's like, oh, this feels like the Misfits again to me. Uh, I can hear a Misfits thing in this. Or I like the guitar riff. And those are also the things that can kill this album for me. The guitar riffs sucks <laughs> sometimes. Or it's, oh, like, okay. or it's just like so bar-oriented the riff is. It's like, I can't get it. I can, I don't know. I wonder if people know what we're talking about when we talk about this bar sound that we always refer to. I think so. I mean, it's just this feel almost to it. Yeah. I don't know how to explain it. I don't either. Like, I know it when I hear it. I know that. So It's like pornography. You know it when you see it. <laughs> you definitely do, because you see a lot. Would you recommend this album today, Sam? Not really, no. I'd recommend a Misfits album. Well, I definitely wouldn't listen to this again, and therefore I'm going to have to rate it. And we did hear him just briefly uh, a little bit ago. I don't know if you heard a meow in the background. I don't know if they did either. Maybe but I'll when it, it comes to my rating and giving it all over the rock and roll cats, I'm going to give it a whole three. I'm surprised. That it's that low? That it's that high. It's not pure trash, but it's not good. Gotcha. There's some musicianship I, that I can't 
totally hate. So we are finished with questions. Sam, you know what's next. We've got we've got someone coming back, but coming for their first full episode. And I'm looking forward to this. Ladies and no, gentlemen. No, I'm not. Wait. I no, am and I'm not. You're looking forward to the guests. You're not looking forward to... What's happening? What we're being forced... Well, oh, Sam, what's happening? Do I need to... I guess I need to tell people what... Not only who's coming, but what we are being forced... Duh. ...to uh, endure. Duh. We've got a couple of critics... Star coming. And he's only this been on once. Fucking asshole. He's a fucking star. He gets talked about all the time. Everyone but he's hates him. Only been on once. Nobody likes him. Which is, this is all false. This is gonna be the problem. It's just like when he was here for that party. I pick on this guy all the time, but he's, then when other people do, I get like, "That's my boy." I'm like, "Stop it." <laughs> well, the last time we did that and we were around him, unless it was your boss, it may have actually been your boss's party. I don't remember which one was last, but uh, we adopted him. That's true. He, he is became our boy. Our boy. So and that boy, his name one is only. Mel. Is Mel. Mel is finally coming on for his own episode. Mel's coming. Uh, we bought him new shoes. So at least so I did and a couple other people. For his birthday. For his birthday. So we're hoping that he does not smell. He better not. And we are being forced. And by the way, this is the first guest that hasn't been uh, Kent on like, the Halloween episode because it's a Halloween episode. It makes sense. This is the first guest to bring a movie. Is that true? I do believe so. Mm. Oh, Beth wanted to, but she didn't. Yeah. Okay. So we are being forced to watch. Mm-hmm. That's a good way to put it. And I say forced with mm. a very heavy hand. Dragon. That's a very heavy tongue. <sighs> this is going to be hard to say. Uh huh. I don't like this at all. <laughs> I'm, I have n- no interest in this. I'm going to punch him in the mouth when he gets here because we're going to have to pay for this to see it. I'll pay for it. Still. It doesn't deserve it. Continue, we please. Spent, well, I haven't paid you any money on it yet, but you spent money to go to Pennsylvania. Yeah, fuck him. I can spend $5 on this. Continue. We are being forced to watch Dragon Ball Super Broly. Because we're seven-year-old boys. Yes, we are seven-year-old boys. And we're dipping our toes into some Dragon Ball for the next week's episode. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is going to be a fucking nightmare. All right, Rochelle, you ready to get rid of this episode and move along, sir? I'm ready to not have to listen to this Danzig album ever again. <sighs> that's not true, because whenever we go somewhere, that's what you're going to be forced to listen that's to. That's not what's happening. Everyone, right. I appreciate you listening. Sam doesn't. Please come back for more episodes. We love you very much. We would give you hugs if we could, but we don't even know you. We don't know any of you. I'll hug you. I don't give a shit. I don't hug strangers. I do. Come on. Get yourself a hug. You're not a stranger. You I'm might... talking to you. I'm telling people, I'm telling strangers oh. right now to come get a fucking sloppy hug. I was going to say in a couple decades, you might be a stranger to me. <gasps> I'm saying based on my brain not functioning, not oh. that I'm going to leave you. <laughs> like Alzheimer's? Yeah, bitch. All right. I'm going to die. <laughs> We're still going to do a podcast. It'll be hilarious because you'll be like, what is this? Uh-uh. <laughs> You'll be, be back. so dumb. No, we're not going to be back. We're leaving. Enjoy our next episode. That's what I mean. We'll be back next week. Bye. Right. I love you. Stupid. <laughs> I love you too. <laughs>
devilish. It's hard it off. 